Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Breaking news, death toll rising. As 43 states relax restrictions, a new bottle out tonight projects the death toll in the U.S. will double to at least 134,000 by August. Is America reopening too quickly? If they open back up the states in different places, it's gonna, it's gonna be a second wave. With tensions boiling over, a protest in front of the Massachusetts State House asking the governor to reopen. And this terror threat federal agents find pipe bombs at the home of a Colorado man who organized rallies against stay-at-home orders. What was he planning? Blaming China, CBS News obtains a government report that alleges China hid the severity of the coronavirus to hoard medical supplies. Tensions between Washington and Beijing sky high. Tonight, President Trump threatens to retaliate. Emotional return. A first responder who came out of retirement to help New York is flown back home after he fell victim to the virus. Racing to a cure, a major international summit looks to fast track possible vaccines. So why didn't the U.S. show up? Plus, a new antibody test gets the emergency green light from the FDA. But can these tests really tell if we are immune to the virus? And we have a new series looking ahead to Mother's Day. Tonight, how a chef and her mom bonded in the kitchen and the new challenge they face in the pandemic. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with two stunning new projections that the death toll from coronavirus in the U.S. could drastically increase in the coming weeks, just as states are reopening. One model just out tonight is nearly doubling its estimate from 72,000 deaths to 135,000 deaths by August. Another estimate, this one from a private Trump administration document, suggests the death toll could rise to 3,000 Americans each day. 
by June 1st. And take a look at this. In just two months, deaths in the U.S. from the virus have skyrocketed from 11 on March 4th to more than 8,000 on April 4th. And as we come on the air tonight, the death toll now stands at more than 68,000. All of this as the fight over social distancing is growing and in some places turning violent. Federal prosecutors say a Colorado man who had been planning to attend a stay-at-home protest there was caught with pipe bombs in his home. And in Flint, Michigan, three people are under arrest for murdering a guard at a store. Police say he asked one of them to wear a mask. Still, even more states are loosening restrictions, including California, where the governor just said some retail stores could start reopening on Friday. So there's a lot of news to get to tonight, and we have a team of correspondents covering it all. CBS's Janet Shamlian leads us off tonight in Houston. Janet. Nora, life is starting to return to a small slice of normal in some parts of the country. People are out at parks, they're driving, they're shopping, they're eating. But it comes at a cost, authorities say, as the death toll rises. USA! USA! In Boston today, hundreds tightly packed, protesting Massachusetts' stay-at-home order. But as impatience grows, so do death projections, revised up to almost 135,000 by August, according to researchers at the University of Washington today. That's nearly double the worst-case scenario predicted last week. The reason? More people venturing outside. Meanwhile, frustration growing over reopening. In Colorado, authorities say these pipe bombs were found inside the home of 53-year-old Bradley Bunn, arrested by the FBI on Friday. Sources tell CBS News Bunn encouraged demonstrators to bring firearms to this May Day protest. It follows a weekend in which many Americans waded back into the crowds, gridlock along the Galveston, Texas seawall, and tempers flared. A New York police officer is on modified duty after this violent takedown of a man during a crackdown on social distancing. An Austin man was arrested for pushing a park ranger into water while he was asking people to distance themselves. In Flint, Michigan, the community is mourning the death of a 43-year-old security guard. Authorities are investigating to see if Calvin Munnerlin was shot and killed for telling a customer to wear a mask. And in Chicago, Two large parties were shut down. <laughs> At one, hundreds were dancing in the street. For a silly party, you are risking first responders' lives. More states are announcing businesses can reopen. In Texas, businesses like Houston's Toys to Love opened Friday. With children out of school, owner Katie Meeks is seeing pent-up demand. They were here first thing, ready to shop in person with their mask on. Eight states, including Texas, have seen a thousand or more new case spikes over the previous week. Only five states have seen a 1,000 case drop during the same period. And tonight, remembering one of the victims. A somber memorial at the Denver airport as the body of Paul Carey came back Sunday. The retired paramedic died from COVID-19 a month after volunteering to serve on New York's front lines. Now home, his sacrifice never forgotten. Paul Carey raised his hand and then drove from Colorado Springs to New York, 27 hours, 1,800 miles. 
Tonight is California as states are announcing the reopening plans. California is the latest. It says it will open what they call low-risk businesses, things like sporting goods stores and bookstores starting on Friday. And Carnival Cruise Line says it will sail again at least eight of its ships starting in August. Nora. Janet, thank you. Now to that second startling new report on the path of the virus. A draft government document projects the U.S. daily deaths could nearly double by June 1st. And it comes as President Trump and his Secretary of State say there's evidence a Wuhan China research lab is the source of the outbreak. That's a conclusion at odds with U.S. intelligence. CBS's Ben Tracy is at the White House for us tonight. Ben? Nora, despite the U.S. now having more than twice as many deaths as any other country, President Trump continues to tout his administration's response to the pandemic. He also continues to blame China for the virus and the rising death toll. As President Trump pushes states to reopen, a draft analysis provided to FEMA by researchers shows daily deaths in the U.S. nearly doubling to 3,000 by June 1st and cases skyrocketing to 200,000 per day. The White House says its own models don't show that, but the president is now admitting to a much higher death toll. We're going to lose anywhere from 75, 80 to 100,000 people. Mr. Trump's calculus has changed several times in the past month. It's looking like it's heading to 50,000 or more deaths. It looks like we'll be at about a 60,000 mark. We're probably heading to 60,000, 70,000. Under fire for his handling of the virus response, the president is now frequently pinning the blame on China for not containing it early on. They knew they had a problem. I think they were embarrassed by the problem. A new report from the Department of Homeland Security says the Chinese government intentionally concealed the severity of COVID-19 from the international community in early January, while it stockpiled medical supplies, such as face masks, surgical gowns, and gloves. There's nobody ever been tough on China like I've been tough on China. President Trump is threatening China with more tariffs, and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is now backing the president's claim that the virus originated in a Chinese lab, even though the U.S. intelligence community has not reached that conclusion. They do say the virus was not man-made. I can tell you that there is a significant amount of evidence that this came from that laboratory in Wuhan. Now, Chinese state media is accusing Secretary Pompeo of spitting poison, and they say if he has evidence to back up his claim, he should release it. The World Health Organization said today that the U.S. government has not showed it any evidence that this virus came from a lab in Wuhan. Nora. Ben Tracy at the White House, thank you. Tonight, the FDA is ordering all companies that sell coronavirus antibody tests to submit data proving their products are accurate. There are more than 200 tests on the market. Only 12 have emergency approval, and many out there are flawed. The latest antibody test to get the green light is from Roche. And our chief medical correspondent, Dr. John LaPook, shows us how it works. This new test uses blood drawn from a vein rather than from a finger prick, as others do. The company says the greater amount of blood helps make the test more than 99% accurate. What do you think of this new Roche test? That's the kind of test that we want widely available because with that level of accuracy, we're more likely to be able to identify people who are truly positive with infection and individuals who are truly negative and never had the disease. Antibodies are proteins the immune system makes to attack the COVID-19 virus. They show if somebody's been infected in the past, whether they knew it or not. This virus is so new, we still don't know how much protection these antibodies provide or for how long. Jeffrey Shaman is an epidemiologist at Columbia University's Mailman School of Public Health. 
a lot of people right now who have the antibodies on the testing are walking around thinking they're Superman or Superwoman and hey, they're safe. What would you say to them? We have to be a little more careful about it, unfortunately. It's not clear that we're one and done with this virus. We may be subject to repeat infections. That leaves patients like Ada Vasquez in New York wondering if they can get back to normal. She is recovering from COVID-19 and tested positive for antibodies. I was told that I cannot get sick again for I don't know how long, but um, that's a good sign that I'm on my road to recovery. Professor Shaman has reason to be skeptical about how long immunity lasts. He found that people can get reinfected within months with other members of the coronavirus family, ones that include the common cold. Nora? All right, Dr. LaPook, thank you. World leaders held an online summit today pledging billions to develop a coronavirus vaccine. Notably absent from the meeting were any officials from the Trump administration. The president says the U.S. should have a vaccine available by the end of the year, though they often take many years to develop. Tonight in our series, Racing to a Cure, CBS's Holly Williams on the global vaccine effort. The past months, World leaders came together today, if only virtually, trying to raise over $8 billion to develop a vaccine or treatment for the new coronavirus. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation alone committed $100 million. COVID-19 has reminded us that viruses don't obey borders or customs laws. They don't care about what nationality you are. In the race to find a vaccine, there are around 100 competitors, and tests on humans are already underway in the US, China, the United Kingdom, and Germany, led by Professor Ur Shaheen, who began clinical trials last month. We are pretty confident. We, we, are, we are working on, on vaccines for, for many, many years. Professor Shaheen told us they're compressing the phases of the trials to try to develop a vaccine faster. It normally takes several years. Scientists this time are hoping for months. When you speed things up like that, are there extra safety concerns? Clinical trials is about safety, safety, safety. Safety is first. If a vaccine is developed and there's no guarantee of success, the next challenge will be manufacturing and distributing it to protect people by the billion. Holly Williams, CBS News. Today, J. Crew became the first national retailer to file for bankruptcy protection during the pandemic, saying it expects to lose more than $900 million. It likely won't be the last to file. CBS's Jerika Duncan looks at how retail chains are fighting for survival and what they might look like going forward. Macy's, the nation's largest department store chain, opened some of its doors today with noticeable changes. Mass cashiers behind plexiglass protectors, social distancing signage plastered everywhere, and free hand sanitizer for shoppers. The retailer reopened nearly 70 stores today, mostly in southern states with loosened restrictions. Many of the nation's giant retailers, like J. Crew, are crumbling under the weight of the pandemic. Neiman Marcus, Lord & Taylor, JCPenney, and others are reportedly in talks to file for bankruptcy. You know, Economist really Diane Swank says retailers face an uphill battle in convincing customers it's safe to come in. It's not a field of dream scenario where you build it or open it and they will come. The reality is that fear is a real factor. To ease those fears, Costco and Whole Foods announced today that all customers must wear masks inside their stores. 
And the country's largest malls are providing masks, hand sanitizer, and temperature checks for anyone who asks. But for many, shopping at the mall is still not an option. Absolutely not. Everybody's opening too soon, too, you know, too quickly, too soon. J, J. Cruz CEO says that this restructuring will hopefully help the business and its brands to thrive in the future. But big picture, the National Retail Federation says that this pandemic has caused an estimated loss in sales of $1.3 trillion, Nora. Tarika, thank you. Navy officials say Captain Brett Crozier, the former commander of the USS Theodore Roosevelt, has recovered from coronavirus and is on his way back to the U.S. Crozier was fired after sounding the alarm about an outbreak on, the, on board the aircraft carrier. Well, tonight, the Roosevelt's new commanding officer spoke exclusively with our Pentagon correspondent, CBS's David Martin. It's been a month since Captain Brett Crozier left the Roosevelt. And by last public count, more than 1,100 members of the crew had tested positive. What was the mood of the crew? So the mood of the crew was um, it's a challenging situation. And Captain Carlos doing... Sardiello took over after Crozier was relieved of command. It's a job Sardiello knows well. He was the commanding officer before Crozier and had only been gone six months. When you addressed the crew, what did you tell them? We have a job to do. It's like no other job that we have uh, ever faced. You know me, I know you. I had your back before, I'm going to have your back now. In his first interview, Sardiello told CBS News he won't wait for all the crew to clear quarantine before he heads back to sea. We've taken 45 days uh, off from that business. It's a dangerous business. And so we have uh, a lot of training to complete. After being screened and rescreened, more than half the crew is now back aboard. And the ship, all 1,086 feet of it, has been deep cleaned. But Sardiello is taking no chances. You got to go through two different checks after being COVID tested twice, and we sideline sailors for the slightest thing. The Roosevelt lost one sailor to coronavirus. Now the rest of the crew has to bring the ship back to life. David Martin, CBS News, Washington. Legendary Miami Dolphins coach Don Shula died today at his home in South Florida. Shula is the winningest coach in NFL history with two Super Bowl victories, including the perfect undefeated 1972 season. Before coaching, he played seven seasons in the NFL as a cornerback. Don Shula was 90 years old. And here's a heartwarming story. When Nicholas Lane got a $25 gift card from his grandparents, the nine-year-old from Massachusetts used it to buy groceries for his local food bank. Then his proud mother asked, asked others to match it. $1,300 poured in, enough to fill the family's minivan. Nicholas explained, some people lost their jobs, so I am happy we have this. Sunday is Mother's Day, though it won't be quite the same this year. CBS's Jamie Yukas met a mother and daughter team who aren't letting the pandemic stop them or their love of cooking. Chef Kelly Briglio cooked up the Paradise Pantry in Ventura 13 years ago. But her love of food started much earlier in her grandmother's Italian kitchen and by watching her mother Debbie Kennedy cook for five kids. She said she learned a lot from you growing up in the kitchen. Yeah, get it done and get it out. <laughs> Before coronavirus, the mother-daughter duo lived and worked together, bonded by love and culinary skill. 
In my opinion, she's one of the best cooks around. All right, I'm good. <laughs> Traditionally, most moms get a break from standing behind a hot stove on Mother's Day. Not this one. And she cooks for me, and I'm not going to tell her no. <laughs> Absolutely not. You want to be in the kitchen. I want to be in the kitchen, and plus I get tons of sympathy. I walk out, and they go, she's making you work Mother's Day. Go, yeah. But this year, Kelly's concerned for her mom's health and has asked her to skip the annual Mother's Day brunch, which will now be takeout only. Are you going to miss not being there this oh, Mother's Day? Oh, sheesh, yes. It's killing me. For now, it's a tradition reimagined, but one bound to carry on. Isn't there something, though, about food being love? Well, it's all we have. I mean, that's how I show people that I love. Eat this. That's how I love you. <laughs> Jamie Ucas, CBS News, Ventura, California. We're honoring moms all this week. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we go inside a program that trains dogs to sniff out COVID-19 in humans. We'll explain. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And I've enjoyed hearing from many of you over the last few weeks, but if you haven't yet, text me. Here's the phone number. You can share your thoughts on the broadcast, and I'll share with you some of the things that interest me. I hope we can connect. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Stay safe and good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.